This week, we're going to be talking about the week of March 13th through the 19th. It's going to be Venus in Taurus and Mercury in Aries. We are talking about our upcoming appearance on Expand with Chelsea before we answer a bunch of questions, and then we'll be getting into the week ahead. Mars in Gemini is squaring Neptune, the Sun, and Mercury. It's going to be bringing up an aggressive look into your psychological baggage. Jupiter's conjunction with Chiron continues to open the wound to your self-confidence for deep healing. Venus transits into Taurus, the sign that it rules, focusing on your intention to your self-worth and values within relationship. Also, Mercury is going to be transiting into Aries, urging you to be direct and authentic in your communication. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. Good morning, Scott. Hi, Ingrid. Hmm. Damn, it is raining out. It is? It's been crazy. Mm -hmm. It's been crazy on my side of town. Dude, it was like bright and sunny and warm this morning and I had like, I almost opened my windows and now it's like a tornado again. Um... Let's see. Do we want to start with? We had a really fun time with our friend Chelsea. We went on her podcast. Yes. Expanded Thank with you. Chelsea. Expanded with Chelsea. Yeah, we had a. Yeah. Uh, she expand invited us on with her. with Chelsea. Expand with Chelsea. Not expanded. Expand. Expand, expand with, Chelsea. with Chelsea. Yes. She has her own podcast that's very successful and. She's such an amazing interviewer and it's, I guess maybe I'll let Scott go into it a little more, but yeah, she is just an amazing host and it's more business oriented. So we talked a little bit about North Node and how finding your soul's purpose can help you with your business. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear oh, you. Okay. You had a crazy look. <laughs> and also uh, mine and Scott's relationship and how our charts and finding out maybe someone else's chart who you are interested in doing business with, how that can affect your relationship and how to work with each other's energy. Um, I don't know. What else did we talk about on there? And then also, yeah, she's available on iTunes, Spotify, all of the platforms. We'll put a link in the bio. It's coming out either this week or next week. I'm not sure which. 
but we figured yes. we talk about it both. Not sure, both weeks. not sure exactly when the interview is going to be released, but it's going to be mid March, and if it's out, it will be in the show notes. As soon as it's out, it will be in the show notes. But yeah, uh, Chelsea, amazing interviewer, podcast host. Uh, she is somebody who is fully living in her north node frequency she's a third house capricorn north node and she is an amazing business coach which is that capricorn energy of helping you ascend to that next level that's what she does but the third house energy is communication and for everyone that i ever do readings for if you're a third house or a gemini North Node, I always use the example of you want to be like Barbara Walters, who was Ooh. like the all time greatest interviewer. And Chelsea is like right in there. I mean, Ingrid and I showed up and, and she just had like all of these questions prepped and was going back and forth between Ingrid and I. And we both felt very seen and heard. And it felt so good to just be interviewed by her. It was, it was a really fun, fun interview. And I hope you listen in and enjoy as much as Ingrid and I did. Yeah, if you want to hear just more about, I mean, I listened to a bunch of her other podcasts and it's very business oriented. Um, she kind of started... I think working at like a grocery store and she was like, how am I working at this grocery store? I want to be doing more and had some ideas. And she actually hired a business coach to get her to the next level and was wildly successful in growing her business. In just like two months, she was at the point where she was making the same as she was at the store and then grew it from there. And now she coaches other people on how to do the same thing, which I think is super powerful. Like you said, she's living in her North node and I think all of her, you know, I listened to some of her other ones and they were just really um, really great. So if you're working on your North node, if you're working on career business, I think she's a great, um, her podcast or her as a coach are a great way to kind of elevate yourself. I think we talk about, you know, career and achievement a lot and having someone to guide you. I mean, when I was reading her story and figuring out what she did and then thinking about you, Scott and astrology and how, you know, I always wanted to learn astrology, but I bought these books you know, read stuff online and I just couldn't really absorb what was happening and having a coach you every week to push me and hold me accountable for the things that I wanted to work on is super super powerful and I feel like you guys kind of have a a similarity in that way where she kind of mentions like wanting to do all these self-help workshops that you buy online and little workbooks and it's so much different having a coach and you know whether you're wanting to up your astrology game or your personal relationships or business stuff like astrology is such a powerful tool for all of those things. So I'm very grateful to you, Scott, and I'm excited to actually listen to more of expand with Chelsea to yeah, push some career goals along. You always Absolutely. hold me accountable and keep me elevated and moving towards something. And yeah, I think that I'm not sure if actually you and Chelsea have something similar in your chart, but I kind of feel like you're both teachers and mm -hmm. I don't know, I thought that was kind of uh, a cool reflection I had on just sitting with you guys and your similarities. Yes, we do have some similarities and uh, and some interesting connections astrologically. But 
you know, like what you were saying, I think when you have that person who's like riding with you and holding you accountable, it's, it's really helpful. Like you were, you, you said to me like a few months ago about taking some agency for yourself, you know, it's like, it's up to you, but it's nice to have somebody riding along with you that's helping you um, get to where you want to go. And uh, I don't know too much about like what Chelsea does. I mean, I've looked at her website. It looks awesome. And, and, you know, just speaking to her, she is just so bright and, uh, and just sharp. And, I imagine that working with her, she's just like on you and, totally. and pushing you to get to where you want to be. So um, if her, if her coaching is anything like her interviews, you know, it's like an A plus. So I mean, um, the first thing I think I texted you right after we got off of the zoom call and I was like, Oh my God, she's so smart. Like she's just, yeah, totally. You were, you were so excited after, after the interview because you felt i you know at least what i was feeling from you and maybe this is just my own reflection of what i was feeling it was just like so seen and appreciated and and she just had some really well thought out questions and yeah she's a great listener no 100% you said that at the top about yeah feeling seen and i, I couldn't have said it better absolutely mm -hmm. yes Yes. And so, yeah, you know, what I do, I guess, is a little similar. It, I'm not a business coach, but I'm more of a, you know, helping you understand the astrology of what's going on. And that's what I do with the cosmic pathway. And, and that's what Ingrid is, I think, referring to with what I've been doing with her. It's like just living with you vicariously through your experiences and helping give you the perspective that you need in order to make the best decisions for yourself. I think that having community is so important. And sometimes, I mean, in my personal circle, I do happen to have a couple people that really do hold me accountable and we work on projects together, creative. And, you know, I know that I've been lacking since I moved out and I live alone. I've been really lacking in having a community around food. Mm -hmm. And I realize like there's all these different relationships and we, it's up to us to, fill our life with the things that are important to us. So I've been meeting with my friend Gio about food stuff and it's like, okay, well maybe you don't have a business mentor and you don't have a personal astrologer. You can just go get one. You can go get one. Mm -hmm. And if you can't afford one, you can listen to the podcast. And, yes, you know, exactly. Along. <laughs> so listen to the podcast or if you can afford one, you know, here I am <laughs> happy yeah. to guide you through your life and help you understand what's around the corner and how to work with the energy. Um, and then before we get into the week, if we have any new listeners, or if you just want to take your astrology to the next level, this podcast is meant to be paired with the basics of astrology, the astrology book we wrote last year. It's available in the show notes, either on our website, theweeklytransit.com, or if you go to Amazon, it's available there for paperback, or you can download it to your Kindle. And then go to the website, theweeklytransit.com and go to the forecast tab. That is our blog. It's basically a bit of, well, first it shows the alignments visually. So you can see what we're talking about. If you're watching and following along with us here, 
if you're just listening that's awesome if you want some visuals if you go to spotify or where are we uh youtube smash that subscribe button (laughs) if you're on spotify or um i already forgot youtube yeah if you're on spotify or youtube you can see our beautiful faces and if you go to the website the images that you see kind of flash across the screen you can actually see them there there's also like journal prompts all the questions that scott asks me are on there and an overview for the week to kind of follow along with i think that that's super helpful that's how i have really learned the basics of astrology is with the book sitting along with scott doing this podcast so i think that's been very beneficial and if you want to donate to the podcast go to the show notes there's a support link you can donate one dollar five dollars or ten dollars and would you like to thank our sponsors? Oh yeah, sponsors? our sponsors. Oh my God. Uh, let's thank our let's thank thank our sponsors. We got them here. Here they are. We want to thank Kendra, Larry, Jasmine, Brenna, Barbara, Grace, Janelle, Vincent, and Michelle, Clarissa, Nicole, Aline, Robin, Cassie, Mardinas, Brooke, Ricky, Amaranth, Libby, Annie, Amber, Stephanie, Deborah, Haley, Janine. Carrie and Catherine. Thank you guys so much for donating to the podcast. It lets us do more of what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. And if you don't have the money to donate, sharing it with your friends, rating us five stars, um, going to Amazon and rating our book five stars, any sort of reviewing or review. Mm -hmm. Any of that is greatly appreciated. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And then yes. I know we have some built-up questions, astrology questions. Oh, yeah. We got, a, we got such a backlog of astrology questions, so let's answer some of these questions here. Okay, this is from Carolina Gross Figueras. I hope I said that right. Hopefully it's Carolina? right. Carolina? It might be Carolina. Um, Carolina. Figueros, what about Libra sun, Gemini moon, cancer rising? I feel like my Gemini moon is so messy and makes me feel never emotionally stable. Oh, yes. I mean, that's, that sounds about right, but. Yeah, you know, I, I would say for, you know, for Carolina, like she's a Libra. So like Libra wants balance, harmony, peace. Uh, cancer though, cancer rising, so sensitive around other people that, uh, she doesn't know situations where she's uncomfortable, very impressionable. So because of that, uh, it can create a lot of uncertainty internally with that Libra sun. It's already hard to make decisions when you're a Libra because you <laughs> see this side, that side, well, I don't know which one. And then, uh, the Gemini moon makes you feel like this is the one and then you're like no that's the one no this is one. No, <laughs> oh, no. That's the one this is one and so it's like constant just you have to allow yourself the opportunity to change your mind just it's okay to change your mind you make a decision and then change your mind and then change your mind back and anyone in your life that feels like you know, Carolina's crazy. Okay. Well then that's not one of your people, you know, like the people that know you and love you and appreciate you are going to understand that you're going to really love something and then change your mind and, and love something else. And then come back to the first thing. And then be like, you know, it's just Carolina. She likes to experience all different sides 
And we don't have to get upset when she changes her mind. That's just who she is. I think that's such a beautiful way to put it. I had um, a business partner and he would, he was a Libra, um, Alex. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I would be like, oh, he would always change his mind. If somebody gave like um, some sort of a review of what we were doing, then he'd be like, oh, well, they have a good idea. Whatever oh, yeah. we're doing is wrong. No, no, I have another good idea. And it was always like this ping pong. And I would get so frustrated with him and be like, <laughs> why do you have to change your mind? Every time you hear someone else's opinion, like it's me and you, it's not all these. Anyways, you, I think it was something to do with his Libra and possibly Gemini. And you were like, that's just how he, like you explained to me how he is. And then I was able to just accept him for who he is. Cause that's just how he is. He gets excited. He gets excited about the new idea and then he wants to go with that one. So just being accepting. And then also I was thinking um, Libra and Gemini are both air signs. So maybe just yes. calmly talking these things out with people you're close to or in relationship with. Maybe that's a good way to kind of maybe settle the energy a bit or what or what things are good for air signs to calm them. I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. You know, I mean, just you, you, you want to be in conversation, and so let's talk it out and let's experience it. And then we change our mind and then we change it again. It's okay. You know, it's, it's okay to flip it around. It like, you're going to upset the, the fixed sign people. Okay, fine. But you know, they're not, you're not, you're not meant to be for everyone. You know, not everyone likes the same type of food or the same type of person or whatever. So I'd feel like we live in, there's such a strong, like the fixed energy is so strong. And it's like people, like you always hear people say, I like so-and-so because they're dependable. I always know I can count on them. You hear that more than you hear. I like so-and-so they're always changing their mind and I never really know where they stand. Uh, but it's about really you know, owning that. Okay. I have a, one of my girlfriends, she says she's come to, she's going to come visit me in LA a hundred different times. Mm -hmm. I absolutely adore her. We have such a great time when we're together. Most people will just get annoyed with her because every time she makes a plan to come here, I kind of just know in the back of my head, she's for sure going to cancel the plan. Chances are 95% chance she's not going to come, but I don't blame her for it. I just know she just like, she plans too many things. She gets nervous. She doesn't want her cat to be alone. I don't know. She has just some neuroses of committing to the plan somehow. And I could easily, can you still hear me? I touched this. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can sorry. hear you. Yeah. I have the obsession with touching the mic lately and I think I broke it. Um, but one of my friends is like, oh my gosh, again, she's canceling. And I kind of, for some reason, laugh about it. And I just accept her for who she is and mm -hmm. that's okay. I'm like, it's fine to cancel plans. It's not like I, you know, did anything special. I just know to kind of keep it open. I'm like, I'm going to be here. You can come stay in my house. We can go eat something. It's not that big of a deal. It's not like I took time off of work. Like we can do whatever you want. If you don't come, that's okay too. And just the more we learn to accept the people in our life and their differences from how we want them to be like, yeah, it would be great if every single person is so dependable, but like maybe that dependable person isn't as exciting and doesn't make you think about life as much. It's like, Oh, we hear you, Carolina, and you're changing your mind. You're always excited about something new and different. And it's like, maybe that somehow sparks something in us, our curiosity, curiosity of our emotions and how we can actually change and not be stagnant totally like, we don't all need to be the same exactly i mean exactly. i'm just the indecisive queen over here I'm be the learning. spice of life yes 
Yes. And okay. Then, so wait, what uh, were you going to say something else? Oh, before we move on, I was thinking that everyone, maybe hers is in uh, cancer, the emotions, the Gemini energy, but we all have Gemini energy somewhere in our chart. So mm -hmm. maybe relating whatever we're talking about here into uh, whatever house Gemini falls in. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah, sure. You know, where is, you know, what house of yours is in Gemini? What planets yeah. of yours are in Gemini? That will tell you where you might be most curious yeah. or inquisitive. So sometimes when we talk about a specific question, the way to relate it is to kind of find where it would be in your chart and exactly. relate it to, to that part of yourself. Yes. Yes. That's a good note, Ingrid. So this question is from Mike Oliveira. I and mean, thank I, you. I, thank you, Carolina, for your question. I thought that was a really, um, really good question. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. So from Mike Olivieria, Oliviera, Oliviera. Oliviera. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know why I can't. I'm, I hope that I'm saying this right. Okay. So my North Node is in Cancer in the ninth house. In time passages, it shows this is retrograde. If the North Node isn't a planet, then how can it be retrograde? Well, the North Node is generally always retrograde uh, and it's not a planet. Um, it's a point in the sky and it's an imaginary point that is that is calculated by figuring it out like so imagine this think of the earth orbiting around the sun and there's a line like you've seen this you've seen like those those astronomy drawings where it shows the planets orbiting around the sun and the lines that, that it's like it looks like a road that they're following around the sun yeah so think of the the earth's line around the sun and the moon's line around the earth and where those two lines cross are the north and south node the one behind us is the south node the one ahead of us is the north node and so that is where they are they're typically moving retrograde sometimes they're moving direct but ultimately they're always moving retrograde that's how they work so it's not a planet it's an imaginary point and it's always almost always moving retrograde not 100 percent of the time but almost it's ultimately moving retrograde that's why we're going from the, the north node in Taurus to the north node in Aries this year? Well, I did not know that at all. So that was an amazing question. <laughs> um, I'm wondering when we talk about the north node, is it somehow related to the intersection of our sun and moon, like our identity and our emotions being fulfilled? Is that somehow related? Yes, to the north node? absolutely. Totally. Yes. It's your identity. It's your emotions. These are the nodes of the moon, you know? So it's like, what is going to satisfy you at the deepest emotional level by following your North node? And then what has fulfilled you, your soul, whatever you just said in the past would be your yep. South node. Exactly. That's incredible. Exactly. Yes. Magic. So then there's, uh, Danigo. So I think okay, this is, I'm gonna read I'm gonna read the names of the next one. <laughs> but no, this is like one word that they wrote out. I I think it's Danigo Maliza. Uh, 
because it's D-A-N-I-G-O-M-E-Z-E-L-A. So Danigo Mazela. Danigo Mazela. Okay, this or maybe is from Danigo Dan. Ma- <laughs> it might be, yeah, it might be Dan Ego Mazela. I don't know. Maybe but it's a it's Danigo Mazela. Uh in reference to the Saturn to Saturn returning. What do you think about Scorpio in the fifth house as your north node? Any advice? Okay, so okay, so this person is asking because like we've talked about how your Saturn return is like when Saturn returns to where it was when you were born, it's returning to see if you've followed the assignment. And the assignment is following your North Node. <laughs> Did you work on your assignment? So Danigo Mazela's North Node is in Scorpio in the fifth house. So this individual is meant to be the the king or queen of magic. I was going to say the keeper of secrets. Yes. Well, but you have to remember the fifth house energy. Okay. The fifth house energy. That's where the North node is. The North node is in the fifth house and the fifth house is associated with the fifth sign, which is Leo. So Leo is symbolized by the lion. It's the center. The it's ruled by the sun. The sun is the center of the solar system. The lion's the king of the jungle. So it represents, you know, being the, the king, the center of attention when it comes to keeper of secrets. So yeah, maybe somebody who is meant to be a keeper of secrets, somebody who is meant to delve into the occult the taboo, uh, the hidden realms on planet Earth, but also to merge power with others, exchange energy, share magic, but do do so from a place of self and what is satisfying the self. Do you have some examples of maybe what uh, type of like maybe careers or relationships that that would work well in? Like uh, the first thing I think of when I think of Scorpio is you, obviously, Scott, and kind of like a therapist coach sort of vibe where you're learning a lot about people's, you know, secrets and you're kind mm-hmm. of keeping them, but you're also encouraging them. I'm not sure if that's, you know, something that would relate to this sort of energy. Well, that's why I do what I do is because I'm a seventh house Scorpio North node, but, and so that's why like, yeah, keeping secrets, talking to my clients, them sharing things with me. Uh, it's all deeply personal and it's, it's something that I'm going to hold on, not share with anyone else. But this is a different energy because it's fifth house. So it's it's being the center of attention. For me, it's not me being the center of attention. It's about me being in Holding partnership space. with someone else. Okay. What's it? Yeah. So I think of it as like, you know, this could maybe be like uh, David Copperfield or David Blaine, is that his name? The, you know, yeah. the magicians, like I think of like a magician, somebody who is doing this magic on stage I, and everybody's looking at them. I mean, I was also thinking any sort of even like a musician in a way that is kind of magic. Musician or like an actor too. Because the actor is somebody like you think of all the the great actors that are Scorpio, like Leonardo DiCaprio, Ryan Gosling, Matthew McConaughey. There's so many great Scorpio actors. 
because they're shapeshifters. You know, mm-hmm. it's like they they're one character and then they turn into another character and they're it's like the same person, but they're playing somebody different and they seem very different. So um, so maybe it's acting because that's that center stage being the center of attention, that fifth house energy. And then so maybe that relating that more to the collective for other people who are listening, like what part of my chart does Scorpio fall in? Why I can never quite get their question right. Which house do which I have? House, which <laughs> house is Scorpio in yeah. in Ingrid's chart? Yeah. Is so that what you're asking re- me? Yeah. So then I can relate it to my own chart because I do so, feel okay. like I'm like, so, oh, I have some qualities of the shape shifter vibe where I feel like especially at work or like in the restaurant or whatever, well, I can kind of fit so into any. Think about it like this, Ingrid. So what is the house? What is the house that represents work? Capricorn. That's one. That's achievement. But what's the other house? Um, do, do, do work. Virgo. <laughs> Service right here. Oh. This is daily routine, health, diet, job. Where is Scorpio in your chart? Your sixth house is in Scorpio, which is the house, which is the sign that rules sex. Oh, you've told me this numerous times. And what do you do for work? (laughs) (laughs) What do you do for work? Yeah, You're a sex worker and your sixth house is in the sign of sex and secrets. And people coming to you, sharing their secrets, sharing their intimacy. I'm here. My wife won't do this for me. Will you do this for me? You know, it's like all that kind of stuff. But then also, like you were saying, even working at the restaurant, being the shapeshifter, mm-hmm. where you're one way to this table and another way to that table, and so on and so forth. It's so funny. I, It's so hard for me to memorize my whole chart. Like making the book with you, if you're if you're following along here visually, he just pulled up a little piece of the book where you can see the houses and it kind of is explained visually there. It's very much like a glossary. But as soon as you said it, like you've told me so many times these things, I immediately am taken back there. I'm like, oh my God, Scott's already told me this. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it makes so much like, sense. And it feels feels validating being able to there's tap into chart this. With, with Pluto, the planetary ruler of Scorpio, in the sixth house, meaning that you need to, you need to be doing something different each and every day. You know, your job needs to be constantly transforming and shifting. I, think, I mean, I so. guess that's why I have always really enjoyed the restaurant and the club. It's like, it's, it is always different. You never know what to expect. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, and then I think think we should probably move into the week let's move into the week and we can get to more questions next week these are all um, great questions by the way thank you all yeah, for writing them they're fun it's, it's well i'm learning a lot just hearing you know i feel like i've run out of questions sometimes and then you know new people come in and have new questions and it you know i'm getting enlightened over here yes i love it awesome Okay, so this is the week of March 13th through to the 19th. And we begin on March 13th, Monday, where we're looking at Jupiter, the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion, in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram, Aries, conjunct with Chiron, the wound, 
and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound. This is an aspect that we talked about at the end of last week that is continuing through to this week. So we'll kind of reset the table here. Uh, what this is, is the planet of expansion and the wound in Aries, which is expanding the wound to our insecurities, our self-confidence. Uh, this is a period where our insecurities are getting thrown right into our face. So what are you fearing right now? And what do you need to do to harness the courage to face those fears and to charge towards them, to be authentic, to be truthful, to be honest, to be real? I mean, sometimes I think just having a reflective moment with yourself and when you, if you know that something has to be said for you to feel authentic, reminding yourself of what that Aries energy is and like, I'm, it's not comfortable always to butt heads with somebody. Of course it's not like sometimes it can feel fulfilling, but that doesn't mean it's not uncomfortable. You have to go through that uncomfortable moment of butting heads with somebody possibly in order to express yourself. And that's, that's okay. Sometimes it's not always easy. We don't get everything handed to us on a silver platter. Not everyone's going to agree with us. We have these moments where we have to practice sitting through the discomfort so we can grow. And there's been so many times where I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to say that. I mean, I'm thinking of something in my life right now where I'm like, do I have to say this thing to feel like, so my, so my manager at work died. They're having, someone has decided to raise money for, I literally, I don't really understand for what, for his burial, mm -hmm. but that's not very much money. And now they're having a, a car wash to raise money. I don't want to go to the car wash to raise money mm. for his, mm -hmm. he had money. So I don't think we need to raise any money for anything. It doesn't even make sense to me. I'd rather go celebrate. Celebrating would feel mm -hmm. fun to me, but why am I going to wash someone's car for free and donate the money to someone who's dead? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you know, usually if someone has a wife or a kid, mm -hmm. that's that different. Makes, yeah, exactly. But I'm like, why are, I think someone they're just raising money. Cause that's what you, they're like, I don't know what to do in this case. Like my friend passed away. I guess I'm supposed to like do something. So they, picked raising money to like you know as an outlet to try to help in some way and show support for this person that left because they don't know what to do but mm -hmm. i feel like i have to say i already kind of said it but i feel like i really have to say what's the point of raising this money for someone who's dead we don't need to pay for his funeral this doesn't even make any sense I do, i'm not going to a car wash for free i'm not going to yeah. wash someone's car that's not happening for me mm -hmm. so i don't know i feel like that's something that's just lingering in the back of my mind where i'm just like I don't want to have to say that. And I feel like it might affect our friendship or possibly everyone's view of me at work. Cause I'm not coming to the thing to support the thing that I don't really believe in. This is such an interesting point though, because this is, I, I know your story, what you're talking about is unique to you, but I have to imagine that there's people out there that can relate to this scenario because there is sort of this, group mentality where well you have a couple strong voices that coerce everybody else in the group to do what the two people that have the strong voice want to do yeah. and any dissenting voice is an asshole is a piece of shit you know and it's like when actually maybe there's more people in the group that actually feel like you but are too afraid to say something 
because they don't want to be the asshole. So yeah, I'm like, I want to be compassionate, which I mean, I can just express, you know, with my words, I want to be compassionate, but it just doesn't make sense for me. But I think, you know, even just thinking to, you know, a couple of years ago, I don't know if we even want to leave this on the podcast, but like the vaccines and the shutdowns and the judgment and the harassment that was happening. And now it's kind of coming to light that maybe that wasn't, that wasn't everybody that thought that way and <laughs> that compassion and understanding and people actually saying their truth from the beginning could have been very helpful, but everybody was too scared or too like bullied or too whatever. Yeah. There's been an fear. incredible, there's been an incredible amount of peer pressure. You know, it's been very childlike the way that people have been behaving over the last several years, trying to force people to do things against their will for the quote unquote greater good, but it's not really for the greater good. It's just a few people that are, have the loudest voice and, and they're intimidating the masses, which are then pushing back against the people like you that are saying, no, that doesn't work for me. So this is, this is really what this, this aspect, this alignment is about. It's about facing our fears in whatever area they may be. Maybe it's the group, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's just walking down the street by yourself, but um, wherever your fears are, you have to face them now. And that's what this is about. And and as we go through this week and into next week, you're going to start to see, you know, because Pluto's going to be moving into Aquarius and that's going to shift the group mentality and the way that we work with the groups. And if you aren't showing up authentically, then don't expect to get what you want. You're going to get bulldozed and you're going to get pushed into a situation that is uncomfortable to you, but you chose to have that discomfort as opposed to the discomfort of me saying something and maybe making some enemies along the way to not do what I don't want to do. But in the end, that Aries energy ends up coming out. It's like, we can stuff it and stuff it, but it's going to come out eventually. We can sit through a bunch of more discomfort of not saying what we want. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's eventually going to have to come out. I feel like I've given an example. I think everyone knows that I'm a a crier by now. Uh, (laughs) You know, I hold things in and then it comes out and I end up crying about something. And, you know, the guy that I see is always like, what is happening now? Why are you (laughs) crying? Like, why did you hold it in? And I'm like, I don't know, because I didn't want to, like, ruin the moment. And he's like, who cares? You're not ruining any moment. The only moment you're ruining is this one. This one by waiting so long to tell me i'm never gonna get mad Mm -hmm. just say it you know and it's that's always the lesson and i'm like okay just say the thing whether it's you know someone you're really close with or it's the community or something like you have to just say what's on your mind because it's not going to go away by just shoving it it's going to come out well and you know it also depends on like where your north node is you know like for for someone whose north node is in libra you may maybe want to be more graceful or thoughtful about how you're expressing what it is you want. Uh, But for someone like you, Ingrid, who's the North Node in Aries, you just need to be direct. Just come out and say it. The more direct I am, the happier I am with myself. 
-hmm. like because i feel good about myself for being authentic whether i you know i feel like during the shutdowns and everything and quarantine i lost one of my closest friends because i wasn't willing to hide myself anymore and that mm -hmm. just created conflict for us and it didn't mm -hmm. end up working out and it was like kind of a gentle ending surprisingly but all the moments where i was trying to hide it just never worked because i couldn't totally be myself without like offending her all the time and mm. that was not a good yes. fit well it's hailing here right now what the fuck you just said it was sunny over there i know it was sunny and now there's like literally <laughs> oh my god it's sunny here now i swear to god it's sunny it moved it's hailing here like literally like you can see rocks dropping out of the sky fuck. this weather is nuts it, as soon as you said that the wind just stopped and the orange tree outside of my house is lit up with sun this is nuts. This I is crazy it. right now. I love the weather. Yay. And and what's crazy is I can look out that way and there's blue sky. There's blue sky over there, but yet it's hailing right here. Wow. What a trip. Okay. Um, I do want to say before we move on to Tuesday yeah. that um that we we always put in the show notes time markers. So if you're feeling impatient or if you want to go back and listen to a certain day like basically i mean i don't listen to my own podcast every single day i mean i probably should but usually <laughs> if i'm having a really good day or a really bad day i'll go into the show notes and i'll just click on that day and see what's going on so that's like a great way to just you know either follow along day by day without having to scroll around or go back and check on a day when you were having a conflict or whatever great note great note thank you ingrid yeah okay Let's move along to Tuesday, March 14th. We've got Jupiter and Chiron still here, riding side by side, expanding that wound to your confidence. But then we also have this other alignment, which we're going to be talking about over the coming days, with Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict, in the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, Gemini and Neptune, the god of fresh water in the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition in the mutable water sign, symbolized by the fish, Pisces. So, this is creating some confusion over putting your thoughts into words and your words into action. Mm. Uh, your unconscious thoughts connecting to your conscious thoughts. You know, the squaring here creates a lot of confusion. So maybe there's something going on in terms of your inner world and the outer reflection of your inner world. It's not adding up. That's maybe creating the insecurities or stimulating those insecurities within you. And it might be causing you to want to act impulsively, but you, you might want to pump the brakes and just take your time. Uh, rather than rush, because the planet of action squaring the cloudy planet, that to me feels like driving in the fog at like 80 miles an hour. It's not really a good idea. I think that on a day like this, like you said, slowing down, like reflecting can mm -hmm. be very important because otherwise you're just saying or doing something out of like kind of confusion. And maybe it's like, not matching they're not matching and so that's even more confusing when you start saying something and it's not coming out the way you want it it's like if you sit and reflect you actually sit with your unconscious and get a little bit of clarity before you take action and open mm -hmm. your mouth it's mm -hmm. like and i mean it, it is still a square so maybe just 
the uncomfortable part is you sitting with yourself before taking the action and not, you know, not wanting to sit in it, but just being like, okay, I'm having a moment of discomfort. Let me decipher it in my own mind before I share it with other people and maybe say or do something that mm-hmm. is exactly. rash. Exactly. Slow down, slow down, take your time here. No rushing through. Like let's reflect on what's going on inside of us before we charge ahead. I mean, even the same um, example I keep bringing up of like crying on the way to go to the hamburgers or whatever. It's like, I could have started yelling at him and you know, the day before and been like, why the fuck don't you invite me to anything? Like you don't give a shit about me. Instead, I was just like kind of sitting with it and maybe ruminating a little too long, but being like, oh, I know what the issue is. I don't feel included, which makes me feel not important. And being able to articulate that to him instead of just blaming him, like you didn't like, you don't give a shit about me. He's just like, that, I don't think he would take that very well. But being able to right. articulate a little more of the internal, you know, being more vulnerable about it, mm-hmm. of what's happening and being able to be direct about it is able to be better received and understood by the other person. So if you really want to have the other party hear you, you actually have to know what's happening up here first and articulate it properly. Mm-hmm. Right on. Absolutely. That's a great point. Thank you, Ingrid. Okay, so the confusion grows on Wednesday, Ah. March 15th, (laughs) where the sun joins the party here with Neptune and uh, Mars. So, you know, again, if, if you're not taking your time and really reflecting what's going on in your inner experience and you're just reacting to what you're experiencing in reality there could be some big conflicts coming up. There could be some big challenges. And do you think that could be repercussions? Yeah. Repercussions. Exactly. There could be some repercussions for your actions. So just like these, this week, like everyone just like, let's dial it back, dial it back. Let's not get too wild here. Let's really reflect on where we're being triggered inside and where that's coming from and why that's occurring. Like, why do I have this sensitive point within me that is stimulated in such a powerful way by this external experience? So the external experience happens, something gets hit within you, and then you react without thinking, and now something has happened that you wish didn't happen so i mean it's also sometimes it's kind of a blessing sometimes you just got to get it out so if you haven't maybe been doing the work you haven't slowed down maybe you're coming back to this day with the show notes because you're like what the fuck happened on that day i had a blowout with somebody mm-hmm. and now i've like ruined something it's like going back to monday we're supposed to be healing that wound so we can express ourselves directly but without being destructive mm-hmm. um so that's just sometimes a reminder. Sometimes we just have to have these experiences of possible destruction to get out, you know, work through it and learn for next time how we can maybe do it in a little more gentler, a little in a more gentle way so it can be better received without destroying everything around us. I like what you said there where you're like being direct without being destructive. That's huge. That's, I think that's always that's part of, I think the fear is it's like, Oh, if I say something, everything's going to be ruined. It's like, well, maybe, but also if you say it in the right way, maybe you can actually just express yourself 
and understand mm. each, someone can understand you better without yes. you burning something down, which is what yes. I'm, you know, kind of one of my underlying fears is that everything's going to be ruined if I speak up or like the relationship or business partnership or whatever, if I say how I really feel. And time and time again, I think I'm able to, I don't feel like I'm at a point in my life where I feel explosive. And since I am articulating myself in a good way, like even last week we had a little tiff and it was just like, maybe we started off a little hot, but it's like, we're able to explain ourselves without being mean or anything. And we're just like, oh, okay, that brings about compassion. Well, I don't want Scott to feel that way. I don't want Ingrid to feel that way. Amazing. I'm glad you were direct. I'm glad you said you're irritating me because I wanted to make breakfast and now I can't eat. And you know how I like, I don't like change. And I'm like, oh yeah, thank you for reminding me of that because that's who Scott is. And I want to make sure he's nurtured. Like that directness didn't turn into an explosion. It was just like, oh, now we have an understanding because we're truly expressing what we need. That's right. That's right. Love it. Love it, Ingrid. And, you know, the, the relationships may burn down because on uh, they may burn oh, down fuck. anyway or they're going to be <laughs> transformed because on on Thursday, March 16th. Uh, OK, so we still got Mars squaring Neptune. Now Mercury has joined the party yesterday. It was the sun. Today it's Mercury conjunct with Neptune squaring Mars. But then you've got Pluto, the god of death, the planet of transformation, in the cardinal earth sign symbolized by the goat capricorn squaring off with venus lady luck the goddess of love and beauty the planet of relationships in aries so pluto squaring venus that indicates some sort of dramatic transformation that is occurring before venus begins transit in taurus which is the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull and ruled by Venus. So this is kind of like maybe the culmination point of the week to some degree where it's like, there's this tension, 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 and then it pops on Thursday and then Venus moves into Taurus and that will hopefully start to bring some peace. But leading up to this point, what were you going to say? Oh, when does it move into Taurus? Today. So see, um, if you're oh, watching on Spotify or uh, YouTube, and if you're watching on YouTube, smash that subscribe button. Uh, you can't say smash. <laughs> you can't say smash. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> ah! uh, so there we got Taurus right here, or Venus and Taurus. So before it moves into Taurus, it squares it squares Pluto in Capricorn. So some sort of transformation going on with your relationships. Maybe it's a breakup or maybe it's the end of the way that the relationship has always been and the rebirth of, of something new within that relationship. But it's all coming about through this tension with Mars squaring Neptune where our conscious mind and the actions that we take are squaring off with our inner world, our unconscious. Now Mercury is conjunct with Neptune. So the planet of the conscious mind conjunct with the planet of the unconscious mind in the sign of the unconscious mind squaring off with the God of war, the planet of action in the sign of consciousness, Gemini, there's just a lot going on with the mind and then you bring in those relationship that relationship piece of venus squaring off with with pluto and it's like 
okay, there's got to be some kind of change. And the change leading into Venus in Taurus is all about my self-worth and what I value. This is what's important to me. If you're going to be in a relationship with me, this is what I need from you. And this is what I'm willing to give in return. Does that work for you? What do you want? What do you need from me? What do you want from a relationship? What are you willing to give? I feel like I literally just had this conversation of the relationship issues happening. Mm -hmm. And it's so like, the only thing we can really do is decide, do we want this person or do we not want this person? Because, you know, certain things someone can compromise for and certain things they can't. So it's like being able to accept someone for who they are, but being okay with having the discomfort of having that conversation. Is this something we can change? Is this something we can't change? If it's not going to change, how do we, how do we either work around it or maybe just move on? And, you know, I feel like I had like an issue like last night, this morning about, well, one, I I went out and I just felt like kind of like crummy and like not physically. I just felt like I went to the gym. I was wearing like sweatpants. I went out to have a beer and I was and like a hamburger. And I was just like, I don't want to be out in public. I'm feeling annoyed at myself kind of just, I need to take a shower. I don't feel cute. And so I kind of, they're, they're like, should we stay here? Should we go? I'm like, I feel ugly right now. Like I got to get out of here. And they were just like, you look the same as you always look. Like, why are you panicking? But mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I really wanted a compliment. That probably would have like, uh, I feel like instead of a compliment, it felt like. You always look this shitty. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> I started laughing. Cause I was just like, what? That's not helpful. He was just yeah. like. It's like we're always wearing sweatpants and your hair's in a ponytail. What's the difference? Like nobody's looking at you. I'm looking at you and you look this is how this is just how you look. Yeah. Just relax. Yeah. And you it, always it look me, like like a slouch. Yeah. You know? And so like I was just like I just started laughing about it because I didn't even know what else to do. I was like, dude, that is not that is not what I was looking for. You just no. basically told me I look like shit all the time. He's like, that's not what I said. <laughs> you know, just turned into this. You know, we always end up kind of laughing about it because I feel like he's just, he's autistic. And sometimes he just says things that I just feel like other people wouldn't say. They would know you're kind of supposed to give a compliment. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't think like that. And he's not saying it to be mean right. or to like put me down. He was just, it was just a regular observation of the, like, that's just a fact, which I yeah. do always look like that. So yeah. what is the difference? He's like, what's the difference? What's happening? Yeah. We can go home yeah. if you want, but like. What are you talking? Anyways, it was just like this hilarious moment of being like, "Oh, things don't always align. I don't always get what I want." Yeah, I wish he was maybe like more romantic sometimes. Mm-hmm. Although you know, I have dated other people, and especially at the beginning, so many compliments. I don't want any compliments. I want you to actually like me for who I am. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're attracted to each other, so we're going to tell each other all the time. I find it annoying and fake. So it's never been an issue. Like I've noticed it, but it never really bothered me. Like. He says nice things to me or I, I get recognized for my beauty in certain ways. But for some reason in that moment, I was just like, I want someone to tell me how beautiful I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was just like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that that was so important to you. Like, and I was like, well, I guess it's not. I just felt I was just having a moment and then it exploded out and it just ended up laughing about not always being able to be what the other person needs in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like there's a lot of little moments like that with him where I'm just like, is this the right person for me? I don't really know. It's working for now. There's a lot of really great things that we give each other, but also being accepting of the things that 
maybe that person cannot provide. Today he decided that the way he shows his love is by being uh, like utility oriented. He's like, what can I, uh, like being, a, being of service in some way, helping in a practical sense of like, mm -hmm. you know, letting me use his computer or like giving me business advice or life advice or just like, you know, furthering my career in some way. Mm -hmm. um, so somehow he was like, you know, organizing his house. And I was saying how like my, you know, my house looks nice, but then the cupboards are really disorganized and it makes me feel shitty. And he's like, how about I like, he's like, the way I show my love is like, can I just organize something for you? Like, let's go through your cupboards. Like, we'll go to the container store. Like, that's how I can show like my, like my love for you is by like doing things. Mm -hmm. And so being like, okay, well, I don't get these certain things, but these other things, he's just like, oh, well, I don't know how to do it in that way, but I can show you in the way that I know how. And that also, you know, that makes me feel like we don't always have the same love language, but mm -hmm. he's just always willing to explain himself and be like, okay, well, I can show you in like this other way how much I care about you because I want you to have like a nice space. And so anyway, just mm -hmm. learning about each other and the discomfort that it brings up sometimes where you're like, oh, this, is, this, is, this might not be the right fit. Like you're not doing things the right, whatever the right way is that I want you to do for me. The important question is, is, did you end up going out? We were already out. Oh, you were already That's why out. I was having a bit of a oh. fit. <laughs> I just was like, I got to get out of here. Mm. Well, I was like, I was going to go home first. He's like, well, you want to go home first? And I was like, no, it's just like a whole ordeal. It's fine. And then I got out and I was like, nah, now I wish I would have went home and changed and felt like cute before we went somewhere. So that's your Gemini rising energy. Oh, and then something of changing happened. your mind. And then we went to the store who we were like, should we stay here for another drink? And then I was, he was like, well, we can leave. It's not whatever you want to do. Nobody's here looking at you, but me. Um, and I was like, well, we could just go to the grocery store and get a drink and come home. Like it's expensive to drink stuff here anyways. Then we got to the grocery store and I was just like, somehow we got to the grocery store. Somehow the consensus was never mind. We're going home. I had something at my house for him. I didn't really need anything. And then at the last minute we're pulling out of the parking lot. I'm like, actually I do want something. And he's like, you just keep changing your mind. What's going on? Gemini rising. <laughs> That's it. And it just felt like a very chaotic 24 hours of this kind of energy where it's like, oh, I had something to say. Maybe I didn't work it out in my mind first. And then like, I felt like there was like a lot of laughter, but then also like irritation and like anxiety or something hmm. where I was like, you're annoying me right now. You're so annoying. And he was like, what did I do? You know, like, <laughs> like we're always able to somehow laugh about like the irritation, but it was just like, felt very, I just felt very agitated. Mm -hmm. but knowing that not being scared to have those moments because you know maybe sometimes it doesn't work out and then maybe this person isn't your, in your life anymore but I feel like the more I'm in relationship with people who can hold space for me the more I realize that it's not that important if I have a bad you know a negative or uncomfortable moment with them they're not just going to disappear mm -hmm. whether it's with him or with you or with like my friend that I do food stuff with Gio, like I was like, oh, I was kind of scared to tell you this. Like, I don't know, should, what about this? And he was like, oh my God, please always tell me. Like, even if I don't agree, like I still want to hear your opinion regardless. Mm -hmm. Like we don't always have to agree, but I always want to hear what you have to say because it's important that I know what you're thinking. So I feel like I have a lot of people in my life that are like teaching me that it's okay to express myself even in these moments of discomfort. I love it. It's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be authentic. What a lesson. Yeah. I don't have to pretend. I can just be me. So moving on to Friday, March 17th, Venus 
Oh, you know what? But I wanted to say one thing about Venus in Pisces and uh, Taurus, because let's give those dates of, of Venus in Taurus. So Venus. Oh, shit. I didn't write that down. So let me. Well, I also wanted to ask: was was those were was were were those examples that I was talking about? Did that like tie into today? Yeah, yeah. totally. I think it ties in because it's about you know we were talking about being authentic in relationship and transforming what needs to be transformed in order to um, in order to be clear about the values. You know, this when we're talking about Venus in Pisces, we're talking about values. And so, you know, you're you're getting clear with your partner about what you value, what's important to you in relationship. And and that's essential, you know, it's it's important for him to know what matters to you in relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and what matters to you is, you know, when you're saying that I, I'm feeling insecure about myself right now, I need a compliment, you know, I don't need to be told that I look the same way like this all the time <laughs> when I'm saying I'm insecure about the way that I look right now, that's certainly not going to, to help me feel better about myself. You're basically saying <laughs> that I look like shit all the time. So no, that's not going to work for me. Uh, but thanks. Try again. And <laughs> I don't think the thing is, he's not going to change. He's that's something that's not going to change. He just always says like the most factual thing. And I have to like, there's other things I think can be changed, but I feel like this weird language barrier of the way his mind thinks, like, I'm sure he will say that again. Like it well, will just happen again. And I have to be able to laugh about it and know that that's not an insult. Like he's explained himself and he's just like, what are you saying? Like, I didn't say anything bad. And I'm just like, okay, like that's just not the person that's going to do that for me. And that's okay. He's going to come organize my house and go to the container store. That's how he's going to show me that I'm important. Maybe not telling me that I look extra beautiful when I look the same as I always look. And he's just like, you always look beautiful. What? Who cares if you, if you don't look less beautiful because you have like a ponytail or like sweatpants on you look the same. Like, and that's understand. the compromise. Mm-hmm. That's the compromise is, is understanding what it is he can offer you in relation to what it is you want in return. That's, yeah. that's the compromise. So like when you, when you recognize, like when you're saying, I really want to be told I look beautiful when I feel like I'm feeling insecure about the way that I look and I'm going out and I'm going to be out in public and I don't feel about the way that I good about the way that I look. I need uh, my lover to tell me how beautiful I am. And when he tells you, well, you always look this way, you look fine. You know, like you recognize that he is not being malicious in his, in what he's saying to you, like what, what he is saying to you is you look beautiful to me now. You always look beautiful to me. That's what he's saying to you. But that's not necessarily how you're hearing it. But once mm-hmm. you can understand that that's what he's saying to you, then when he says you always look this way, 
that's another way for you to interpret him saying you're beautiful. Yeah, totally. I feel like he's also very accommodating. He's like, the only thing we could do to fix it, he's like, I can't help you, but why don't we just go we, go home and you can change? Or like, what do you need to do to feel better? Like, he's just like very factual. He's like, okay, well, how do we fix it? He just wants to solve mm-hmm. the issue. Like, how yes. is me saying something going to actually change the way you feel? But like, we can, you know, if you want to go take a shower and change, if that makes you feel better, let's do that. Yes. But I feel like he's just like, doesn't understand the feminine energy sometimes. Like the flowery words are just not his thing. And me being understanding and then open to having other ways to show his like appreciation totally. and like care i and, like, i other- have i mean i can there this is a similar story like another example like when i was younger and had a roommate he was dating this this woman and and i would like translate for them you know because She's You're like, Scott, could translator. you explain to him what I'm trying to say? Because like they were, they were out eating one time and she was eating a, like a full on like burger and just like getting into it. And he was like, wow. He's like, you eat like a man. <laughs> and she was just like, I lost my appetite, you know? And, and it's like, cause you know, she doesn't want to be seen as a man, but from his perspective, He's like, wow, like you can really, you know, you can eat like me and it's fun. And we have this connection because you like eating a burger and you're really getting into this thing. And he meant it as a compliment. But to her, she's like, you're saying I'm just a disgusting, like, you know, (laughs) which is like her own individual, (laughs) her own insecurities, maybe about herself being put onto his statement of, yeah, essentially what he thought was like a compliment, something like fun. He, he's like, I don't understand. Like, tell her, Scott, like, I didn't mean anything by it. I'm like, yeah, I know. But that's not what she wants to hear. She doesn't want to hear that she eats like a man. That's I mean, not I, like. <laughs> I think sometimes there just is a disconnect between men and women. And some men mm-hmm. have more feminine qualities and some women have more masculine qualities. Totally. You see it in the astrology. You see it in the astrology. So. You know, like my Venus is in Libra, which is the sign, the other sign. So Venus rules two signs. Right now we're talking about Venus and Taurus, but the other sign that Venus rules is Libra. And so that's why I have some strong feminine sensibilities because the most feminine planet, Venus, is in the sign that it rules. I so, wonder about my other male, I have a lot of male friendships if they share similar qualities. I feel like you're very, you can be very complimentary visually, mm-hmm. like and making someone feel like loved and appreciated with your words. I think that that's something that you're very good at. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ingrid. Yeah. And I Thank feel like you. also my friends, Gio and Brian and even Chris, they're able to very like, they're very expressive with their words and their love and appreciation. And I think mm-hmm. that that's for me, like. You know, maybe I get all of those things from other people in my life where, you know, maybe verbally it's not always coming from my romantic partner. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't need, why do I have to tell you I'm here? Like, what else can I give you? I'm giving you everything. I give you my time and my money and like all these things. Like, <laughs> yes. what more can I share? I know. But, but it's so interesting just being able to 
be okay with not getting everything from one person and I'm learning more about like my community and how important my other relationships are to my happiness. Totally. Absolutely. It's like not everyone is meant to get everything that they need from one other person. And so, you know, that's something to think about with Venus and Taurus is values, self-worth, you know, is it important for me to have the one person that gives me everything that I'm looking for in a relationship with the opposite sex? Or, you know, are there people in that can fill multiple, multiple areas here? You know, it's like this person satisfies this need, that person satisfies that need, and so on and so forth. And, and that's okay. You know, it, it all depends on who you are and your astrological code. And, and if you're uncertain about your astrological code, then contact me for a reading and we'll get to the bottom of it. But Venus is in Taurus, the sign that it rules from... Wait, are we on, are no, we're we're on, still we're still on Thursday, on, Friday? We're still on Thursday. Okay. okay. So um, it's, it's in the sign that it rules from March 16th to April 10th. And uh, the last time Venus was in Taurus was May 28th to June 22nd, 2022. The the time that was April 14th to May 8th, 2021. So think back to those dates for clues on what could be in store for you this time around. But for those of you that were born with key astrological points or planets in Leo or Aquarius, there could be challenges with regards to relationships during this period, March 16th to April 10th. Okay, now we will move along it was a very to long Thursday, Friday, March everyone. 17th. What's that? Oh, that I was said a long it was Thursday, a very yeah. long Thursday. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, Thursday is Thor's Day, which is the day of Jupiter the planet of expansion. So it's an expanded day for us. And, you know, look, there's a lot going on there. We're talking about five different signs and five different planets. Yeah, a lot happening. So is that right? It's five signs and one, two, three, four, five, five planets. Yeah. So um, now we've got Friday, March 17th, where we've got Venus again in Taurus, now in a positive sextile with Saturn, the god of wealth and time, the planet of restriction, responsibility, hard work, achievement, and authority in Pisces. This is a planet that we talked about extensively in our last episode when it moved into Pisces. It's about taking responsibility for what's going on in your inner world. And then you add Venus, the planet of relationships. You know, are you what are the conversations that you're having with yourself? That's actually with another person in your own mind, <laughs> you know, where it's like, I'm not actually talking to this. I, I had an ex-girlfriend who was like, she's like, but you said this. And so I'm like, I never said that to you. She's like, oh, maybe that was just something that I have a lot of these conversations <laughs> in my head. And I'm like, wow. She's a Pisces rising. So it makes sense. Um, but, you we know, we talked about this, this in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what are the conversations that you're having in your mind with your close personal friends and relationships? What is the reality of that? You know, are you showing yourself compassion? Are you showing those that you're in relationship with empathy? You know, thinking about your story with your partner, it's like, 
I can't believe he said that to me. He's a fucking asshole and this and that. You have this conversation with him and you in your head and it has nothing to do with the actual person that's sitting next to you. So expressing your values, being graceful, taking responsibility for your values, your self-worth in relationship. uh, That is what this is about. I mean, this just sounds like another day of maybe slowing down and reflecting of like what is in our, our unconscious Mm. and taking responsibility for what's up there. Like the moment of being like, well, I wanted a compliment Mm -hmm. and like my values in the relationship. Is it super important? Like to always get exactly what I want that I made up in my mind that he didn't even know what was happening. Hmm. Like, well, exactly he doesn't even know what's going on literally. And I have had this conversation in my own mind and then got annoyed. And then it's just like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said something else. Yes. Like, Oh yeah. I know that's not what you meant. You know, then you laugh about it. You're like, Oh, okay. I, I really did have this conversation in my own mind. I just wanted a specific outcome and I didn't get it. And so I, you know, yeah, we just have so much happening in our own head of our own insecurities. And like, we can't always feel good. And it's not everyone's job to make us feel good all the time. So right. being able to let that go and know that like sometimes you just have an uncomfortable moment and it's no one else's responsibility. It's our own responsibility to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. What are your values? What's important to you in relationship from partnership? And are you having this discussion, taking, holding yourself accountable to ha- to let those that you're in partnership become aware of what is important for you? Well, maybe if I would have on Monday, like we said, expressing something, even though it's uncomfortable, being like, hey, actually, I know we just pulled up to this place, but I feel like I'm just don't feel cute. Can we just go to my house first instead of being easy? I probably should have just it already had crossed my mind when we pulled up. And he was like, well, I can take you home first to get dressed. And I was like, no, it's fine. Why did I say it's fine? If I would have sat there for a second, maybe I would have been like, it's not fine. I was just trying to be easy. And now I'm annoyed at you for not complimenting me because I didn't go home and get ready. (laughs) Exactly. You needed to hold yourself accountable and saying he is offering to take me home. Mm -hmm. That's really what I want. Yeah. So I should just say, thank you. Yes, that would be amazing. Let's go home. Let me change. Let me freshen up. Mm -hmm. Instead, what is the conversation in your have (laughs) your conversation? Well, I don't want to be high maintenance and you know, he doesn't really mean it. He's just saying that no, no, no. Like just let's take people for the words that they say and let's say what we mean and assume that the people that are talking, like they're talking to us are actually meaning what they say too. And if, and if they're not, they prove otherwise, then that's That's probably not a good friend. But that's also on them. That's not on me. Like I, I should have been truthful. I'm like, I'm sure he was. He's very like, he's just always very honest. Mm -hmm. Like if he didn't want to go home, he would have been like, I don't want to do that. Mm. Or he's the one that offered. Why wouldn't I just take care of Like if I was by myself, I wouldn't have driven to the place without getting ready first. Like it just was a weird random happenstance thing. It's like, if I was taking responsibility to begin with, I wouldn't have had my own internal meltdown and conversation to begin with. Just take care of yourself. Well, this next alignment is going to help us tremendously on Saturday, March 18th, 
Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls of the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination in the direct, authentic sign of Aries. So if you are having trouble saying what you need to say, this is the sign, this is the planet in the sign that needs to happen where you're going to be able to say what you want to say, where it's like, yes, take me home. home. I want to change. Thank you. You know, as opposed to beating around the bush or saying something, you know, well, I don't even want to, no, no, just be direct. (laughs) I my own problem. So yeah, this, the being direct is such a great solution because it happens in so many other little ways in all the relationships because I love to try and be easy. And it always backfires. Every time I'm trying to be easy, I end up irritated, mainly at myself for not just doing what I should have done to begin with. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I love this, this day. Help clear the air. And it's not just this day. It's March 18th through to April 3rd. That is Yay. when Mercury is in Aries. Uh, it's going to create conflicts and challenges for those with key astrological points or planets in Cancer or Capricorn. Because Aries squares Cancer and Capricorn. So be mindful of where your planets in Cancer or or Capricorn are. What degree are they at? Where is Mercury each and every day between March 18th and April 3rd? When is it squaring these points? Those are days where it could be more challenging to communicate. Uh, The last time that Mercury was in Aries was March 27th to April 10th, 2022. And the time before that was April 3rd to the 19th, 2021. So think back to those dates for clues on what could be in store for you this time around. And then I do want to say, I was thinking of that friend that I'm no longer friends with because we kept disagreeing. I feel like mm-hmm. she's the exact person who I would be like, I don't, I don't want to go home because if then I ask her to go home, then she's going to be like, you always need to get ready. What, like, why didn't you just get ready to begin with? Or like some little smart argue, like some little tiff would happen. Mm-hmm. So then I would just be like, it, it doesn't even matter. I'd rather just go to the restaurant because I don't want to have an annoying tiff because she's always impatient and annoyed, you know? So I just feel like there's like lingering energy from my past where I'm just like, oh, I don't want to like, I don't want to do, I don't want to annoy somebody. So you're reacting I, to her. Mm-hmm. with your partner when mm-hmm. that's not him yeah yeah Some and that is what shit. this pisces energy is about is like clearing out that psychological baggage that i'm acting towards him because of the conditioning that i received through these past relationships yeah it told me that this person doesn't really want me to go home and change they're just saying that they're really annoyed with me right now. So it's fine. I'm fine. I'll just go out. No. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Moving on to Sunday, March 19th. The moon, the planet of emotions, conjunct at the same degree in the same sign as Saturn in Pisces. So bringing that restrictive energy to our emotions, it's just like taking a hard look at what's going on in the unconscious. Like you just did there. It's like, (laughs) Oh wow. Maybe the reason why I reacted to my partner that way is because of the conditioning I received in my old partnerships where if I was in that situation, I would have been made feel bad to feel bad for wanting to go home to change 
and freshen up before we went out. And I mean, it was just a friendship. It wasn't a romantic relationship, but it felt very romantic in nature. I feel like in a way she was like a a partner. Like we spent Mm -hmm. so much time together. It felt very intimate. It was, it was like, it was an intimate relationship. So I do (laughs) feel like a lot of these lingering things, like after I said it, I'm like, oh damn, like this was, it was more than just like a friend. Yes, totally. You weren't having sex, but you were, you were sharing intimate parts of yourself, secrets, you know, all, all kinds of things. And so because of that, you're having that same, that, that frequency. I had more arguments with her than any, almost any romantic partner. It was just (laughs) felt like a very much like a, a romantic part relationship where we would have like these, you, you aren't normally having arguments or tiffs with people, or at least I'm not. So like, it was just very interesting. Only like, you know, maybe your romantic partner you would ever get in such like a heated situation with. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure like that was like my last, you know, relationship before this one. Yeah. So there's all these little lingering things that I'm yeah just realizing as I'm kind of sharing here on the podcast with you. Wow. Fascinating. So some deep inner work to be done here this week, some deep healing, bringing out the demons, showing them compassion, integrating those thought patterns and memories with understanding, forgiveness, and love for yourself. You That's always help me about. with that so much like just being able to laugh at it point it out and be gentle with it instead of being Mm. like well fuck her it's like well it's just those things just happen and to be able to learn from those experiences and like not repeat the past we're like okay well that didn't work out in that relationship obviously so how do i fix it in this one Mm -hmm. and knowing when we're you know being triggered by something from our past that has nothing to do with the person that's sitting next to us exactly exactly Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, Ingrid. Amazing. Amazing. Fun show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to our listeners. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.